Welcome back, friends, to Music Therapy and Beyond. It's Kristen here with you today, and before we introduce the topic for our episode, I want to remind you all that we have a shop. If you didn't know, over on our shop at Music Therapy and Beyond, we have a plethora of music therapy and wellness-based products that you can check out. So therapists, parents, and educators alike, visit musictherapyandbeyond.com slash shop. So now to the episode. As it is our music segment for the month of August, I thought we'd talk about just that, music. The mundane use of music in our everyday lives, to be exact. My intention for this episode is to jog our brains a bit, to think more deeply about the music we hear each day. After recently reading the book Peak Mind, my attention has been wrapped around the importance of bringing our awareness to the mundane parts of our lives, to evoke new brain pathways, strengthen old ones, and overall enhance our ability to experience and remember our world and our life. Have you recently savored the smell and taste of your morning coffee? I mean, really savored it. Is it acidic or bitter? What temperature do you typically enjoy it at? And what about the song of birds singing at your window or the precious chatter of your children or grandchildren while they play? What about the taste of those fresh summer peaches or the feel of that late summer breeze on your face and skin? When we bring our full attention to something, we experience it more fully. And that's what I hope to do with music today. So let's get into it. But before we jump into the intro music, I want you to actually listen to it this time. Bring your attention to the melody and rhythm, to the tempo How does it make you feel? Think about the intricacies of the music that you are hearing. This time, I invite you to bring your full awareness to the music you are about to hear. Welcome back. What did you think? What did you notice this time that you haven't noticed in past episodes of listening to that intro? And if you're new here, what did you think? What did you notice? How did it make you feel? That, my friends, is what we're going to do today. Think about music more intentionally and with more of our attention. Music is intricately woven into our society. People all over the world are using music in many, many different ways and for many, many different purposes and have been for a very, very long time. Our bodies themselves make music. 
Our hearts beat to a rhythm. We walk in a standard cadence. Our bodies can sing with no additional instrumentation required. We are built and designed to create and receive music. It's not hard to see how important music is to our society at large when we think back to those images and videos of Italians singing from their balconies at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. We know from research that music is fundamentally integrated into our society. We could go on for hours and hours discussing the history of music and the role it plays in our society, and we'd have a great discussion. And we should probably have that discussion in an episode in the future. But today, I want to talk about the mundane use of music every day in our lives. We know that music is motivating. It affects our mood. It can decrease anxiety and depression. It is a fantastic tool for expressing emotions. It impacts our regulatory system and our stress response. It supports our ability to develop empathy, among many, many other benefits. Music is used for entertainment, for recreation, for connection, for expression and emotional processing and regulation, for learning, and for therapy. Music can support during the grieving process, motivates us to practice more repetitions when we're working out, provides stability for gait training, and uplifts our mood. Music has the power to hold a space when you are at your lowest and celebrate with you at your highest. It is your constant friend and companion. If you're familiar with our podcast, you know we are a team of music therapists. We use the intricacies of music all the time in our clinic with clients across the lifespan. We utilize music to work on speech and motor and attention, to name just a few of the many goals we target on a daily basis. We live and breathe music as a tool, but Most of the world doesn't see it like that, yet music is everywhere. In fact, I dare say it is so prevalent that our brains actually tune it out in some instances where we don't even know we are listening to music. Take, for example, you are out with your family at a restaurant. Do you notice the music? Is there music? You hear the commotion around you, the chatter of other customers, the clinking and clanking of plates and glasses, but is there music? Let's try it right now. Let's take a moment, and regardless of if you're driving, be very careful, also be paying attention to your drive, of course, but let's take a moment and think of your favorite restaurant or the last restaurant you were at, indoor or outdoor. Did it have music? I'm going to give you just a moment to think about it. If you think it has music, can you name what genre or what songs they played? Can you remember how it made you feel? What did the environment feel like? Did the music affect your mood or your ability to enjoy the meal? Now let's think about the grocery store. We're gonna switch gears a little bit. Think back to the last grocery store or other store you were in last, maybe Target or Walmart. Was there music playing there? And if so, was it classical? Was it jazz or pop or another genre? Was it too loud or soft so you could barely hear it? Did you even notice if it had music playing? 
these are really good things for us to do, to bring our attention to the things we hear. As music therapists, we're trained to notice the intricacies of music, and even we don't hear all the music in our everyday lives. I honestly can't remember the last place I was in where I noticed the music. When I did the example with you right there, I can't remember. In most instances, I either notice the music because it is a song I'm familiar with and catches my attention and I like it, or it's too loud and disruptive, but I know in most instances it is present and I just don't hear it, or rather, I don't notice it. And you might be kind of like me in that. My attention is not focused on it. In instances such as restaurants and grocery stores, the music is not meant to catch your attention, really, but likely to enhance the environment as background music. So I guess it's doing its job. The use of music in public spaces such as stores is actually a really interesting topic, one for another day. But today I want you to simply think more deeply about the presence of music in those spaces. Now let's walk through an example in my own life in the home. Inside our home, we are very intentional about when and what music we listen to. That's not because we have strong music preferences or have specific music that we don't want in our home, but it's because I personally am an auditory avoider. Weird. As a music therapist, I know. But it's true. And my son is also. I tend to get overwhelmed by lots of auditory stimulus, and I also find it difficult to focus on other things when music is being played. You've probably already guessed I am not the kind of person to listen to music while I read, work, or study. That is a great recipe for me to not accomplish anything. And when we're speaking about recipes, a detailed recipe while lyrical music is on, forget it. I have no control over what that recipe ends up looking like. I have made some really weird mistakes while listening to lyrical music while I've been cooking. But my husband, he's a seeker. He is always listening to music as some variety while he works. We are on the opposite sides of the auditory stimulus spectrum. I'm an avoider while he's a seeker. This simple thing is really important part of noticing music and being able to use music effectively and intentionally in your everyday life. Knowing if you are naturally Seeking or avoiding auditory stimulus is a great place to start to identify how you can and probably should use music during the day. When I listen to music, it is almost always intentional. Either I want to create a specific mood in our environments, like a welcoming and calm morning routine. I want to create a space for a moment with my family, for instance, like a dance party, or for emotional regulation and expression. I do that too. I'm a music therapist. I use it intentionally during my day. Sometimes you, you know, you just need to belt out your favorite song to release a good old stress response. It's part of our morning routine in our house and it's part of our homeschool curriculum. We make music often with pianos and guitars and ukuleles in our living room, but I honestly don't listen to music while I'm trying to accomplish other tasks. It's just not how I use music during my day. And you might be similar, or you might be more like my husband and like to listen to it all the time. Okay, so we just walked through an example of sort of analyzing how and when one might use music during your day. Now let's look at the actual intricacies of music itself. 
because this is a really big part of bringing awareness to the music we listen to. As a music therapist, we are trained to think of music in unconventional ways and to pick out the intricacies of it, to look deeply and to see it differently. So for example, one thing I notice on a daily basis is the melodic direction of children's music because I'm around children's music a lot and, you know, making it and creating it and singing it with my kids. Um, and I notice specifically the melodic direction of how it aligns with the lyrics or in some instances, it doesn't align. Let's take an example of London Bridge. Take a listen to the direction of the melody. When I sing, London Bridge is falling down, do I sing in an ascending or upward pattern, or do I sing in a downward descending pattern? London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Did you pick it out? Falling down. The lyrics say falling down, but the music is singing up. These are things we as music therapists notice, but I'd venture to say that most of the population doesn't listen to music with such an attuned ear. But you can. All right, so we've walked through a couple examples in my own life that I hope resonated with you in some way. But how does all of this wrap into the episode? The fact is that music is quite literally everywhere. It's in our cars, our homes, at the grocery store, in the office, at celebrations and other events. But do we notice it? Do we notice the intricacies of it? How are we using it? And can we use it, that is music, to help us live better lives? The answer, of course, is yes. But how do we do that? Well, let's get into how we walk through that process. So the first step is, of course, awareness or more attention to the music in our days. The second step is noticing more of the intricacies of music and how we are currently using it. And then the last step is we can look at ways to change it to better meet our needs. Before we jump into all of the steps, I want to first mention that all of the steps I'm recommending will also have notes on our show notes. So look at the episode notes or head to our website for um, those show notes so you can reference those later on. But the very first step is attention. You have to be aware of the music that is going on in your day and you are listening to before we can use it even more intentionally. So first let's bring our attention to music in your day without changing anything. So take the next few days or even up to a week or so to bring your attention to the music throughout your day. Answer the following questions. When do I tend to gravitate towards music? Do you tend to listen to music after a difficult day of work? Do you listen to music when you are feeling well and want to enhance your mood? Do you listen to it during your commute to and or from work? Do you listen while you are at work actually working? How are you using music? So that was when are you gravitating to it. Now how are you using music? Is it to fill the quiet space? Do you use it to concentrate? Do you listen to help you fall asleep? 
Is it to set a specific mood in your home or workplace? Is it to set a mood in your environment? Whatever that is, a feeling or a mood you're aiming to create. So how are you using the music? So the first one was when are you using music in your day? How are you using music in your day? And the last one is what music are you listening to? What genres do you tend to listen to? Do you listen to different genres and styles at different times during the day? If so, what genres at what time of day? Do you tend to listen to things more upbeat or is it slow and calm or does that change based on the time of day and where you're at? And at what point during the day are you listening to music um, or, or that specific type of music? What volume are you listening to it at? Do you tend to listen to it more soft or louder? So what music are you listening to and what are the specifics of that music that you are gravitating towards? And another thing I would say would be what level of influence do you have right now over the music you listen to? Do you simply put it on the radio or, um, you know, kind of a general Spotify playlist where you're not intentionally selecting all of the music and you just kind of listen to what comes up? Or are you the kind of person that creates meticulously your own playlists and trains your Pandora stations? So what level of control do you currently have over the music you listen to on a daily basis? We've done the first two steps now, bringing our awareness to music, started asking about the intricacies of the music we're listening to and how we're controlling it, the what, how, and when. But now let's talk about, before we move into the last step, this auditory avoider or seeker, where are we at on that spectrum? Do you like to listen to music while you are cooking a complicated recipe, working, studying, reading? Is that really helpful for you? If you do, you might be towards an auditory seeker. And if you don't, you might be more like me and be an auditory avoider. Knowing more about your own sensory system will help you identify when and how to use music intentionally in your day. So now let's look at some ways we can intentionally use music in our day. The first one is to listen. Take a couple moments every day to actually listen intently to the music. Sort of like how I encourage you to do at the beginning of the episode before the intro. Listen to music itself. It doesn't matter what genre. All that matters is that you are turning your attention, your full focus to it for a few moments. And while you are there, you might make a note of how you feel before and after. What time of day it is that you have time to listen and what specifically in the music it is that you like. Is it the lyrics you gravitate towards or is it the melody or harmony? Is it the voice of the musician that you really love and that resonates with you? Or is it the timbre of the instruments if it's um, instrumental or even if, it's, even if it is lyrical? What is it about the music but really turning our focus to the actual music? So number one would be a great opportunity to bring more attention to the music is to simply listen and be very intentional about listening to music. Number two is desired action. Using music to assist in a desired action. So considering using music specifically to support, say, being more motivated to exercise or helping to transition from work to home, um, maybe during your commute, or maybe as a routine for calming before bed. 
These are just a name, a few opportunities or places where it might be helpful. So maybe create a song or a playlist, um, a list of songs or a playlist that you intentionally choose for a desired mood or action. If a desired mood is the goal, you can utilize the music in a way that gently brings you to that state. In the music therapy community, we refer to this technique as the ISO principle, which if you've been around here, you've probably heard that um, before. In this instance, you would choose music that matches your current mood and gently alter the music or the songs to the desired mood. So for example, we sing songs every night before bed with our young children. We allow them to choose the songs they sing and then we organize them in an, in an order so that the more upbeat songs are sung first and the slower, more lullaby-like songs are last. In addition, if we, we can alter the musical characteristics like the speed and the dynamics to gradually slow and soften the music, you know, regardless of the song. It is possible, we have found, to sing Jingle Bells more like a lullaby um, if you slow it down and sing it with a softer tone and with more connected phrases. So that's just one example of a way that we would use that ISO principle. And the same can be done with a playlist of songs. Maybe you are trying to get the day started and instead of jumping into a high energy song, you choose to identify one or two songs to play at the beginning that match your mood in the morning. Maybe they're slower and less, maybe they have less lyrics um, or no lyrics at all. Um, then maybe add some songs to that playlist that will start to bring in energy and joy and our songs maybe you find are motivating and slowly ease you into your day. This is one example of many ways that you could use music with this ISO principle. Music is a great cue for specific actions, memories, and emotions. We've all experienced that. Songs that just bring you back to a moment in time in your life. You see the scene and you feel the emotions. It's very vivid. Music can be used as a cue as you intentionally use a song for a positive association. So this can be used um, in conjunction as a, as a cue for this, those desired actions at different times of day, during the commute, during the motivating you to exercise. You know, for example, like our bedtime songs are an auditory association cue for our children that it's bedtime. I listen for example, to the Cozy Acoustic Morning Playlist on Spotify in the morning, and it cues our morning routine. We listen to it while we're kind of playing around in the kitchen and getting our breakfast, and it sets the mood and tone for our day. And I notice when we don't have it, that also sets the tone for our, our morning. It may be a little bit more rushed. It's much less um, steady because it's, it's out of our routine. So music is a really great tool. To use as a cue. We use music daily during the day um, with our children, different types of day uh, tasks and routines during the day for, you know, picking up our toys for bath time and the like. But it can also be used for adults as well. During the workday, you might have a song or a set of songs you play to prepare your mind for focused work and or songs or music that cue you to take a well-deserved break and a rest on your lunch hour or on the way home from work during your commute so you can fully put work away and be very present at home. Motivating music used over and over again right before a work workout may also provide motivation for getting started. 
The key is to intentionally make music selections that elicit a certain emotion or action and use that music repetitively to help your brain create that positive auditory association so the music is then a cue for a desired action. Do you see how all of those interconnect? We've all also had the experience of having a song that you cannot listen to anymore because it has maybe a negative association with an event or a task. But one of the things we encourage is being very intentional about utilizing music with positive associations in your everyday life to help you with your routines, your habits, and your overall wellness and mood. So that is one a number of ways you can intentionally use music and think about what's going to be best for you. Where are your pain points during the day? Where do you um, need more support? And then let's look at maybe using that ISO principle to either um, help you into a desired mood or using music as a cue to help you um, during that difficult time of day. Um, and it doesn't have to be really not functional time of day. It might just be a place where you think, oh, my music might be a great place to add here, at least try it for a while. Try, test, and try. It, it is a science, so um, I encourage you to kind of test and try with those using music intentionally as a cue and a, for a desired action. And lastly, learning an instrument. It has to be said, music is an incredible outlet for creative expression and brain health overall. Learning an instrument has a multitude of benefits, and now music lessons are incredibly accessible online, tutorials, and all of the things. So learning an instrument requires focus and attention on the intricacies of music, which can only help you, ta-da, become more aware of the music around you, which is the whole point of this episode today. That's all I've got for you today. I really hope this help. This episode helps you to. Um, think and listen to music more deeply, and with that, to consider using music more intentionally during your day. Please comment and or contact us on social media or through our email if you have questions or are looking for recommendations and support in this area. We'd love to hear from you and see if this episode was helpful in your life. Have a great week and enjoy listening to music. Until next time, friends. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Music Therapy and Beyond. For show notes from today's episode, head to our website, musictherapyandbeyond.com. And while you're there, check out our shop. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe to share our work on all platforms. And don't forget to tune in every Monday for another great episode. We'll see you next time.